Margaret. <laughs> it's Dear God. No, it's not. It's Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. How is she contacting him? I read Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret so many times when I was a kid. Every time you had a period? It's not about periods. Is it exclusively about periods? No. Is it at all about periods? N- a little bit. It's about like development and... Boys didn't have that. They didn't have an equivalent book. We had to grow up around in the dark until we developed. So this is our mini-sode. Mini-sode. I'm Dr. Diana. Dr. Mike. Feels a lot later than it is. In the day? Mm-hmm. We also both slept on the porch for about an hour. Yeah, that was amazing. Woke up, all of our stuff was gone. It's porch weather. It is porch weather, motherfuckers. Take that. In, in our specific area of the country. It's finally getting nice. We It gets nice here while it gets cold other places. If you're a fan of the pod, move to Tampa. It's the time of year where you can go outside and not sweat through your shirt immediately. Yeah, but weirdly enough, I'm sweating through my shirt right now. Yeah, well... That's your, you have a specific body. You can see the outline of my boobs. I'm going to talk today. What do we got going on? What's on the docket? I'm going to talk about the gut brain connection. Ooh, the gut brain highway? Highway to the gut brain connection. What were you going to do? Gut brain highway. I'm going to ride it all (laughs) night long. (gasps) Let me taste it, let me taste it, let me taste it, let me taste it. What's that? Life is a highway? Yeah, no, I knew that, but that last part. He, he does something like, let me do, let me do, let me do. There's a lot. There's a lot to say. There's a lot going on between the gut and the brain. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> there's the heart. <laughs> if you hit your kidneys, you've gone too far. Gut. Is gut short for something? Gastro urethra. Track. It's how our food comes out of our pee pee. One of the things that shocked me was the outlet. Was that we produce massive amounts of serotonin in our gut. Yeah. So, so it, basically... That's why you get ill if you take an SSRI without eating food. So interestingly, researchers started looking at this because we have so, we ha- we had an understanding that there was a gut-brain connection early on yeah. with the mechanism that tells us that we're full. Because food makes you feel good. No, seriously. So, I mean, our brains tell us that we're full. There's a message that goes from our gut to our brain. Mm-hmm. There's a feedback loop. Yep. Side note, people with Prader-Willi syndrome don't have that communication and that's why they overeat so 95 percent of serotonin is estimated to be found in the gut mainly within that i'm gonna say this wrong okay enterochromaffin cells mm-hmm. whereas about five percent is found in the brain so serotonin how did the brain get so famous then gut's doing the heavy lifting <laughs> famous <laughs> yeah no i mean PR pr- i don't think we knew this until pretty recently so serotonin is an important enteric signaling molecule is well known for playing a key role in sensory motor and secretory secretory Secre- secretarial secretory functions in the gut secretion secretion yep i'm re- this is from an article by banks coda in biochemy highway. <laughs> all right so i'm just going to tell you generally about some of the brain gut stuff and then i'm going to talk just a tiny bit about the research it plays in autism Oh, that's yeah. where we're going. Well, here's the thing, too, is that one of the things that we're starting to learn is that not only is serotonin produced in mass in your gut, but also that your biome, like the the Starring flora Shore. fauna, the flora and fauna of your butt, of your <laughs> yeah, of your tum, of yeah, your tum tum. When are we gonna do the brain butt highway? <laughs> the the flora and fauna, the biome of your tum tum. Mm-hmm is mr tummins <laughs> mr tummins why did you start calling your i don't know i thought it'd be funny to call mr. your stomach tummins. mr tummins that um it's like it creates specific environments that help certain mental health 
processes either improve or deteriorate. So controlling the bacterial population of your gastrointestinal tract may help improve symptoms of mental health. And so we kind of know that a little bit, but we don't really know how to improve the biome of your gut. We know... Although if you ask any bottle at the Whole Foods, mm-hmm. we know exactly how to increase it. Or any person working just on the floor at Whole Foods. Ex- unless they're on break, like that one guy. So current thinking about mental health problems includes there's a strong speculation that bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and other psychological or neurological problems may be associated with alternations in the microbiome. So a lot of people are then recommending this is at this point this is quasi science okay uh, uh i don't know actually i fake science well it's not well i'll just say quasi science okay. there's nothing proven so i'm not endorsing you do anything i'm just saying that yeah, like some people need will say more research yes more research needed for sure oh for sure probably a well-balanced diet is good for you quasi science really no oh no actually not the topic but when you look at research and outcomes, as good as taking medication and going to therapy are, consistently the highest and the largest effect sizes are for a healthy diet and routine exercise. Yeah, I mean, that makes for, sense. Like, but for we don't know anxiety exact- and depression, yeah, not, not yeah. like schizophrenia. But yeah. So Or autism. So a lot of people now are saying since we want to have like a good butt biome a good butt biome to start to like ingest probiotics. Do you remember when we were at the doctor, we were just newly dating and there was that old couple yeah. and the lady was holding a shoe box. Full, yeah. Full of his poop. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they got called up and they left the shoe box and he loudly looked to his wife and was like, the box, get the sample. <laughs> so he just like, he just took a shit in he a shoe was, box. And he was dressed in a suit. He was. Why don't people... People need to start dressing up it for the doctor again. It was so sweet. I get so jazzed at work when people get dressed up to come no, see me. It was so sweet. So generally, like, probiotics... <laughs> there's a lot of debate about these because they have to be stored a certain way. We don't know exactly which probiotics. There's, like, yeah. lots of different varieties. We don't know Yeah, there's which not just one stick. bacteria yeah. to- Right. In our stomachs. People talk about um, lactobacillin, mm. um, but we, we, we don't know. We don't, the, there's just not good research on this yet. So don't run out and get stuff at home. If you're in your car right now, don't aggressively steer into a GNC. What we do know is that there are a lot of probiotic foods that you might consider. I feel like that's a healthy way to do it anyways. Yeah, because it probably is more a natural absorption. Wait, that, it's like the same thing of like, if you can get your vitamins from food, that, that's going to be way more right. sustainable than... A right. multivitamin. Right. Which you're going to pee up most of anyways. Yeah. Probiotic foods, do you know what they are? I mean, do you know which ones are probiotic? Sauerkraut. Yes. Kimchi. Yes. Anything fermented. Yes. Um, Yogurt. Yogurt. Uh, well, kefir? I'm just going to tell you. Yogurt, kefir, cottage cheese. I eat the fuck out of cottage cheese. Apple cider vinegar. Oh, I love apple cider vinegar. Miso. I'm going to ask you a quick question. I was reading my book last night and at the end of every chapter, he has a recipe for foods to eat while running. And one last night included miso. What is miso? What does it taste like? Um, it's It's got an umami flavor. Okay. So it's kind of like a, a, a savory. meaty, savory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know miso soup? Yeah. I, I, just, I, I couldn't. It's like a paste I and c- then you mix it okay. in the broth. Yeah. I want to try this recipe. Just keep in mind though, if you're eating these foods that the probiotic effects are destroyed by cooking, processing, or preserving at high temperatures. Yeah. Eat them raw. The other thing that people are talking about is prebiotic foods that are already covered in bacteria they contribute to the health of the microbiome because they contain indigestible fibers that ferment in the gi tract oh so yeah so it's like giving your it's like giving your gut like a A a task 
Like, yeah, I'm here, gonna, cook this. Here, yeah, exactly. Ferment the shit out of so this. So it's like in, insoluble fibers? Yeah, indigestible fibers like corn. Oh, I've been eating a lot of grit. Funny enough, corn isn't listed in here. Are, is, is grits a prebiotic? They um, they ferment in the GI tract where they are con- consumed by probiotic bacteria what, and converted into other healthy substances. Is that what farts are? What? Your body fermenting food? I don't know if it's a fermentation process or if it's like, it might like not be good. I don't know. Parts are bad? I don't... So what this is about. Okay. So some prebiotic foods include artichokes, leeks, onions, garlic, chicory, cabbage, asparagus, legumes, and oats. This article has information about probiotic supplements. And like there's some research on improving symptoms of depression, anxiety, OCD, other psychological, blah, blah, blah. But it's, you know, still shaky. There are no standardized recommendations because researchers have yet to determine which bacterial species. We already said this, so... This is verified now. And it's still unclear whether single strains of probiotic bacteria are as effective as mixtures of different strains and how to combine them and blah, blah, blah. The other thing that I love talking about is what do I always say? Breakfast. What do I always talk about? You always talk about why I can't rinse the dishes properly. That is what else do I always talk about? Uh, science. Pooping. You do often talk about pooping. Um, microbial transplant. Oh, poop transplant. Yeah, poop poop in your mouth. No, you poop butt to butt. No, you don't. <laughs> you do. It's a fecal microbial transplant. Fecal matter from a healthy individual is transplanted into the bowel of someone with a chronic condition. The goal of repopulating their microbiome with more diverse species of bacteria. This is not a not super common. It's used mostly for like diseases right now. Like C diff. You can see the difference. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's an ad for the disease yeah c diff see the difference it's an aggressive weight loss technique the human gut is lined with more than 100 million nerve cells and it's practically a brain unto itself <gasps> like, unto itself like crank from oh Ninja let me Rebels. move into the study about autism since we have a couple minutes left only so this article came out in 2019 february it's in the journal pharmacological res I don't know what that is. The title of the article is Serotonin as a Link Between the Gut-Brain Microbiome Axis in Autism Spectrum Disorders. And this is absolutely true. Um, Autism, we talked about that diagnosis another time, but it's often associated with medical comorbidities and gastrointestinal dysfunction. So a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of kids with autism or adults do have like chronic constipation or like tummy issues. So we don't know if it's like causation or correlation, but the because of the issues associated with it, the people started to look into if it related in terms of the gut-brain axis connection. So this paper says that the etiology of GI abnormalities in ASD is unclear, though the association between GI dysfunction and ASD-associated behaviors suggests that overlapping developmental defects in the brain and the intestines and or a deficit in communication between the enteric and central nervous systems known as the gut-brain axis, could be responsible for some of the phenotypes observed in autism. Mm. In this paper, they reviewed the roles of serotonin and ASD from the perspective of the enteric nervous system. Basically, they didn't do any research related to it. They just go through kind of the mechanisms at play. But it's 2019, and we're just starting to really understand or start to talk about some of the issues associated with tummy, tummy, tummy. Tom Trubs? And uh, and brain stuff and dumb jobs and brain stuff. I guess to be TBD to be yeah. determined. Once science catches up to us, we'll 
let you know. Well, I've had a lot of people say, you know, and these are all, this is all pseudoscience, but I've had a lot of people like try to put their kids on. Really, really specific diet? Yeah, like like the diet for celiac, like no carbs, oh. which is like also a problem because a lot of kids with autism are, are very selective about mm. their eating and already face nutritional issues because of that. So changing their diet is really challenging, but it doesn't help at all. There's no science behind that. So don't do that. But stay tuned for more information yeah. about gut, brain, and autism. Stay on it. All right, we done? Yep. Out. Right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.